Sideburns versus skinny jeans. Walkmans versus AirPods. Millennial or Gen Xer, we're going to dive right in to family, finances, and fun. Mom, is my laundry done? Really, Ryan? Welcome to In My Day. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of In My Day. And I'm hoping this week's better bourbon is better than the last one. Oh, hey, come on, Ryan. I'm just saying. It wasn't great. It, I wasn't, mean, I, it wasn't your best effort. I did pick that. You're right. And it was, uh, just to re- remind everyone, it was uh, 1792 Small Batch. So, as a warning, this week's bourbon is the bourbon that me and my groomsmen had the morning before our wedding. So, it came highly recommended for me. So, the groomsmen out there... You're welcome. <laughs> what we have here, Ryan, is a little it's a good one. Calumet Farm Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. But it says small batch. But interesting enough, about small batches, do you know there's no definition of really what a small batch is? I would assume it's I mean, it could small. be right. A small batch could be ten barrels. I'm sure there's probably a limit that we don't know. If if you're a bourbon person, you know, please let us know. But I don't I actually. Don't, yeah, I'm is interested it in that. Is it 200 barrels? What goes into a true small batch? And we'd love to. If there's a bourbon person that would love to come on the show and talk to us about this, we'd actually have you on and just do a bourbon show. But you have to bring good bourbon. We're not going to do it for like. If you are at 1792, sorry, we're not interested. But the thing is, is this Calumet bourbon right? It says small batch. It's 86 proof, which means uh, 43% alcohol, right? You always divide it by two. But what's interesting about this one is it actually says on the label 50 barrels batch size. and the fifty. So they have 25 barrels that are 14-year-old Kentucky bourbon. That's a long time. So, I mean, how old were you 14 years ago? 14 years ago. I would have been nine yeah, so about to turn ten. So think I mean, about it. They put this in bourbon barrels. I mean, a twelve years before my first drink. Right, but at Believe nine that. or ten, what were you into at nine or ten? Do you remember? I'm kind of interested about this actually. Ravens football. I was a diehard Ravens football fan. Were they any good back then? Yeah, we were decent. Well, our defenses were amazing because we had Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell okay. Suggs. We had amazing oh. defenses. But Wait, our quarterback was, was this a Super Bowl? Was this now? I was in. I was a freshman in high school when we won the Super Bowl. Okay, and then okay. I was a little kid when we won the first Super Bowl. So was that this, was this was in between. Was this, this was before Ray Lewis like killed somebody and got off. For no, it? no, no. This was after that. The first oh, Super okay, Bowl cool, when I was a cool. little kid. Gotcha. And he didn't kill somebody. He was just at the club that night, and he didn't re- reiterate what he saw. Is I guess how I would say it. He never he never Kinda explained himself. He just he just stayed quiet. So so we don't really know what happened. We don't. So okay, but back to the bourbon. We have fourteen <laughs> year old Kentucky bourbon, twenty five barrels, and the other twenty five barrels are eight year old Kentucky bourbon. Which this is kind of fun because my son Michael, one of them, is eight years old. So, so just think the bottle being get that's getting ready right now will be the one he's drinking when he's my age. You know what I should do? I should actually go buy a bottle for his birth year. That would be kind of a cool thing. I've never thought about that. There you go. What do you get when you when you taste this? It's a lot smoother. It's way better than the... 
I'm just comparing to last week's, and it's just so much. Smoother. I'm actually getting spice in it. Yeah, it, it's like a little Very spicy. cinnamon almost. Cinnamon, spicy. Am I crazy saying that? I don't know. I Maybe mean, it's just the fall in me. Just after all the fall decorations are soaking in. Well, I mean, the last episode, we it's, talked about pumpkin spice lattes. This is my version of a pumpkin and, spice latte. And you told me that it was going to take you a few years to get there. But it could be that we fast forwarded because are there more are there more decorations in your house now? I think a couple, not significant amount. So this is, but you said this is your version of a pumpkin spice latte. You know what this, this reminds me of the spiciness or cinnamon or whatever it is in there. It reminds me of my eight year old. He's full of just pizzazz, right? Like constantly. And you're like, if I could just put you in a barrel for a couple years and let you age. Yeah. You probably let him get through the middle school. He'd be so much better. (laughs) 14 years, six years from now, pull him out at 14. That's why bourbon a lot better. You skip the awkward years. That is exactly it. Bourbon skips the awkward years. We need to get that on a poster or something that we should make t-shirts. Anyway, 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 we got to stop. Oh, so what were we talking about today? So we had another viewer question this week. Listener calls, right? We had a couple people put in some messages, which two things about that. One, we greatly appreciate it. Keep sending them to us. Uh, you can call us at 859-219-1006 and let us know if you have a suggestion. Or or our website is familyfinancialpartners.com. And send us any suggestions that you have. But this week's suggestion was a question, actually. And the listener said, let me read it here, said, Hey, Ryan and Dave, I have some extra money that I have each month that is not going towards savings, or I'm, and I'm not spending it. Do you think it would be a good idea to put it into an extra payment towards my mortgage? Ooh, that's a tough one. So we can't say let, – let me just disclose this before we even start going into this, but we don't know the specific situation of this listener, so we can't give specific advice to your situation without knowing that. But we can talk about general ideas when you – when, when you're thinking about putting an extra payment towards your mortgage. So when I think about that question, Ryan, um, the first thing that I think is that I'd like to know from that viewer is what is their mortgage rate? Because that, that changes the cost of the money. That's all it is. Absolutely. So what would you consider would be a reasonable mortgage rate where the person would want to prepay their mortgage? I would, I mean, again, it depends on the situation, but 5% is about a general rule where you'd like to get that paid down. So 5% quicker. or more. And that's not just mortgage, but any kind of debt over 5%. Yeah. 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 So like if you had an auto loan, yeah, a student loan, any kind of personal credit card, yeah, you're going to want to throw it at whatever it would be the, the highest rate. Yeah. Right? pay it towards the highest rate first to get rid of that interest accrual. Yeah. That's costing money. But in today's world, most people, if they have decent credit, are not anywhere near 5% on mortgage. Correct? No. I mean, I was a first-time home buyer, and mine was well below that. So right. it most people, most people out there right now are probably sitting at lower rates. Um, and at that lower rate, it gives you lots of options. Um, and for some people, if it gives you peace of mind to pay it. You can, but numbers-wise, a lot of times there are better options. Um, 
and those options depend on your specific situation. There's always, and like you said, there's always the emotional decision of I I listen to Dave Ramsey and I want to be able to scream into a phone line, I'm debt free. And that sounds good, doesn't it? Doesn't it make you feel good just saying that? It, it kind of does. It kind of does. But at the same time. That's why Dave Ramsey lives in a mansion. That, that's he... exactly why. That's exactly why. But at the same time, the reality is, the reality is, um, the majority of people, their mortgage rate is not high enough that it makes sense to pay it off. Because let's just say it's 3 3.5% right now, Right. Any dollars you put towards paying off that mortgage, you're literally earning three, three and a half percent. There you go, Ryan. Ding, ding, ding. Special award for you, millennial. So the thing is, you're earning three, three and a half percent. If you're happy with three, three and a half percent, that's fine. But if you just think about it with inflation where it's at and prepaying your mortgage and the cost alone, you technically may actually be losing money every single year by paying off your house. And the reason you, you may be is because, yeah, you owe less money on your house every year. But if you think like a bank, right? If you say, well, it's not just emotional decision of being debt free. I'm going to make a financially good decision, right? I'm going to think about this. I'm going to think about it as a bank. A bank loans money out at a certain rate and invests it at a certain rate, right? And where a bank makes money and how they make money is on that spread. And so what I'm simply suggesting is if you can make more money, whatever that investment may be, whatever it may be, then what your mortgage actually costs you after you deduct your taxes and all that based on your specific situation but even if it costs you 3 or 3.5%, but you can take that money, put it in something that makes you 6% or 8%. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter the percent if it's more. Yeah. You're not only playing bank with your money and growing your money faster, but you're also building excess dollars in another bucket that should you move from that house before you sell the house and need additional funds to make a down payment or earnest money or whatnot on the next home you're going to live in, you'll have a bucket of money over here that you can pull from to do that. And I know we're in a market right now that when you list your house for sale, it sells in two days. And when you make an offer on a house, you're the 14th offer and you don't get it. Yeah, but, but the thing is, in my day, when interest rates were 6%, and or four and a half percent and mortgage rates were six right in my day i bought a house and it's back then it took me four and a half months to sell my house yeah and there was nothing wrong with my house it just took a while to do it and the reality is interest rates are cyclical so maybe they won't go back to i mean nobody knows exactly where they'll go to maybe they won't go back to where you remember them from maybe they won't stay right here but more than likely, at some point, they're going to go higher. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, but at some point, it's it's likely. So that that's something to be aware of, too. And what I would say, though, at the end of the day, though, is rather than prepay the house, unless you're in a situation where, for example, 
one reason I might I might say I'd totally backtrack on that advice would be if you said, well, Dave, I'm about to lose my primary source of income and I've just got a little more ways to go on my mortgage and that will eliminate my mortgage payment and then I should be okay. Okay, I get that. But for the majority of you that still have you know many more years of working, I would put the money in a secondary bucket. I'd invest it. I'd allow it to build because that's going to give you additional options going forward on how you pay for new housing and or if it grows, even if it grows at 6% and the cost of your mortgage after taxes is 25 or 3%, then that money that accrues, you'll be able to still pay off your mortgage faster years down the road than you would if you had even paid it at 3.5%. And write one big check in 10 years. Yeah, it's always be an option. done with it. Yeah. Instead of prepaying it and still owing on it 15 years down the road. Yeah, absolutely. So Ryan, that's that's the mortgage question. I mean, I know that just to remind people, there's the there's the emotional side of being debt free, but there's also the math side of how the money actually works best for you. And the majority of the people we work with, I would say it's 80-20. 20% have the need the emotional need of being debt free. And the other 80% are like, hey, I'm paying you to do the math for me and make this work. So how can I increase my net worth as safely as possible um, and put myself and my family in a better position to have more money down the road? It's a good question. And here's the other question that comes from that too. A lot of people, maybe the same listener in a couple of years down the road, might be selling his house for whatever reason, moving to a new state, taking a new job, had another kid, needs a bigger house. A lot of people ask, should I sell my house or should I, if they have the cash flow to buy the new house without that house, should I sell my current house or should I keep it as a rental? What are some things to consider if someone's thinking about that? Well, I mean, I think the number one thing you got to think about is, is, uh, do you really want to be in the rental business? Because we're not talking about like having 10 properties and having a manager of these 10. We're talking about having a house used to live in, knowing everything that's wrong with it. And you're going to get a call on Memorial Day weekend at the lake to come plunge the toilet because, and or snake the toilet because someone stopped it up. And a lot, the thing a lot of people don't think of, you see on the internet, passive income, passive income, passive income. Being a landlord is not passive income. You, you have to be the one to go fix the toilet. You have to be the one to mow the lawn or pay someone to mow the lawn. Or you have to be the one to go fix the roof when there's a leak. Whatever is wrong with it, there's a lot of times more to it than it seems on the surface. So that's one thing to consider for sure. Now, it's not a bad thing, though. No. That's okay? not, if that's it's, something you're willing to do, that's okay. But just don't yeah. think it's going to be just collect a paycheck every month and nothing, and no. it'll be no work. That's that's not reality. From As someone that owns a business and had to start a business from scratch, right, the way I like to think about it and, 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 and position the idea of taking that previous home and renting it or buying a rental property and renting it is you really have to think about whatever equity you have in that piece of real estate, yeah. right, that you're, that you're renting out, okay? I like to think of it not as a rental property. Think of it as a business. You're taking that money and you're starting your business, so if you have a house and it has $100,000 of equity, 
That's no different in my mind than taking $100,000 of equity and starting XYZ business. So then the key on XYZ business, the way the math works, you just got to make sure that the cash flow on XYZ business, right, the amount of money coming in from the renter, and you can't take it as 12 months. You got to figure it out safely at 10 months, right? Yeah. Nine months if you want to be conservative. Because God forbid you get two renters in the same year and some vacancies or one renter and then they finally, they lose their job and they can't pay you. So it takes a while to get the sheriff to knock on the door. But the thought is you've got nine to 10 months of income coming in. You've got to make sure you can pay for a new microwave, get a new refrigerator, right? You have a, have a sinking fund. And oh, by the way, you still have to make your mortgage payment. And as long as you can do all those sorts of things, right, taxes if it's not escrowed, and you can cash flow that, then you literally are having someone live in your home and pay off your mortgage for you. And that can be a very positive thing as long as you're able to deal with all the above. But the thing you have to keep in mind is this. If you took that same 100000 and put it into any other business, and I'm not talking stock market at all talking just any other business investment would the return that you're getting on your capital be as much as anything else you put the capital in and i don't know the answer to that because i don't know the particular situation but that's the way i'd encourage people to look at at you know taking their own home renting it out and saying i have rental income is just think of it is there anything better you'd want to do with that equity you have in your house i think the last thing i would mention on this is has nothing to do with money. It has to do with the emotional side of it. Because for a lot of people that ask us this question, should I rent or should I sell my house that I, a lot of times... You mean like, should I stay or should I go now? Exactly. (laughs) 80s references all day. There you go. In my day, baby, it was a great song. You had different standards back then, but right. we'll now leave it at have, that. Don't, now the song is My House, right? There you go. There Way you better. Go. Okay, I, I got Way better quality. You. I got you. But the the thing is, if it's a couple in their mid-30s that bought the house, or late 30s, and they bought the house 10 years ago, and they got married when they moved in, they had two kids, and that's where they saw their family start. There's a lot of emotional attach, attachment to that house, and owning it and watching someone else not care about it as much as you did can be an emotionally distressing thing for some people. So that's something to keep in mind too. And just something to realize that if they don't own that house, they might not care about it as much as you did. And those memories you have there, they don't think of it the same way. So that's just something to think about. That's not a financial thing at all, but just another consideration when you are thinking about running or buying. You almost brought a tear to my eye. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. So if you guys have any questions on renting or selling or renting or buying or or starting a business any of the above give us a call at 859-219-1006 we'd be happy to help you or visit our website at familyfinancialpartners.com we have lots of information that before you even call you can check out and see what we have to say on the subject um, or you can choose an email at team, T-E-A-M, at familyfinancialpartners.com and speak to one of us and see if we can help you out. Thank you for c- listening to another episode of In My Day, 
and we have another bourbon sitting right here that I'm looking at. I cannot wait till next week to try, so tune in next week, and we'll check it out.